Welcome to the Self-Subscribed Podcast. Hello and welcome everyone to episode one of Self-Subscribed. I am your host, Amy of This Thistle Travels, and I'm so glad that you are here listening tonight. I do want to start by saying I am not a professional. I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I'm not here to give anybody advice. I'm just here to talk about myself and my stories And I'm here to talk about the things that maybe you can relate to and glean some perspectives off of the things that I now know. So I would like to jump right into it. And I'm actually going to start by reading a piece that I wrote a really long time ago. And I've been holding on to it. I just wasn't ready for people to hear it. I write a lot. Honestly, my house is full of notebooks of things that I write, bits and pieces. It might be a sentence. It might be a paragraph. It might be half of a book of things that come to me. And in my mind, it's like I have to just, I have to write it down or I can't stop thinking about it. And so I wrote this months and months ago. Um... And I don't know, I didn't know why, actually until today. So without further ado, people love to talk about themselves. It's easy. We always have that little pocket speech tucked away. Where we live, where we work, our last vacation, basic information. Then we take it up a notch. Our accomplishments, somewhere spontaneous we went some great feat that we can brag about and why. So people will like us. We are advertising ourselves continuously for new friends or for a partner. When I was taking a speech class, the new members were offered a chance to stand at the podium and give a two-minute speech on themselves or a random question pulled from the hat. And I chose the hat. I wasn't there to stay comfortable. Comfort was staying at home and reading a book. This was me putting myself out there for something new. I committed to myself and I followed through. Author and life coach Jay Shetty says this of being comfortable. Comfort and complacency are fascinating thieves and they'll steal your potential. Where are you getting complacent and comfortable where you don't want to be? It's not how to push yourself harder. It's in which area of your life are you getting too comfortable and you should be growing. There are growth opportunities and challenges. When we put ourselves into something that's uncomfortable, we learn and we grow. We force ourselves to be educated and we adapt and we survive. When your life becomes stagnant, there's no growth to be had. As a kid, I wanted my stuffed animals to be real, to come alive. I wanted them to be my friends and I wanted them to be who I saw them as darling, funny, comforting. Could you imagine if they'd come alive? 
horses, bears, and wolves, it would have been a nightmare. All that biting, the terrorizing, not to mention the boop. They would not be as I would imagined. So we do that to people. We see their exterior, so beautiful, sweet, even poetic, and we want them to be close to us. We make personalities for them in our heads, and we don't see them for who they truly are. We don't allow them to be themselves, and when they suddenly don't meet our expectations, we are shocked, hurt, or heartbroken. We make mental lists, or perhaps even written down, of what we want in a partner. Beautiful, blue eyes, tall, successful, charming, etc., etc. Well, what if we change those lists to how someone makes you feel? Do they challenge me? Do they make me feel safe? How do they make me act? Am I at my best when I'm around them? Do they make me want to be better? Do they make me feel energized and driven? Someone could check off everything from the first list, but not satisfy your soul and fill you with passion. When we view people as someone who helps us to grow, to become the best version of ourselves instead of how many boxes they check off, wouldn't that be a relationship full of meaning and purpose? Having difficult conversations with people is uncomfortable. It makes us feel awkward and aware that it could lead to an even more uncomfortable situation, an argument, or possibly being alone. So we say nothing and nothing changes. But how is that living if you're living a stagnant life? What if you ask those questions? What if you're holding yourself and your partner back from a better relationship, a deeper relationship? Learning about someone is loving them. Some starters could be, what would you like to know about me? Or can I share something personal with you? This takes the pressure off your partner and they don't feel attacked. Once you've broken through the barrier of being uncomfortable, meaningful conversations will flow and become natural. When we can learn who people really are at their core, then we can learn to fully appreciate and enjoy them. When we don't create who we want them to be, we are accepting them and loving them as they are. I have yet to meet an adult that doesn't come with baggage, but also yet to meet someone who's honest with what they bring to the table. Our skeletons drag us back into the closet, and the demons of our past keep their hands over our mouths. Do we even want people to know who we really are? Exposing our true selves makes us vulnerable and leaves room for hurt, ridicule, and rejection. Or does it? The secrets that I choose not to reveal, I hide from the world. Not from my partner, nor the people closest to me. I am unashamedly who I am. And I come with flaws, imperfections, and more baggage than all the luggage carousels at O'Hare. My opinions and my intuition can be a lot, but there is passion in the kaleidoscope of chaos. Trying to be less than I am would be lying to myself and not honoring who I am. When we are transparent with ourselves, we open ourselves up for healing. Being okay and accepting who we are is the first step with becoming who we want to be. Who I am today isn't going to be me tomorrow. I choose growth. 
I choose healing, and I choose the humility to accept that I can't do it alone. In my quest for finding someone to spend my life with, I have a circle of friends who keep me accountable. Self-discovery takes more than just oneself. Maybe you've read a book. Maybe you have amazing friends, a therapist, or you listen to podcasts. Any way you look at it, you're not alone. You are relying on the experiences and the wisdom of other people to help you grow. Putting ourselves in discomfiture places, challenging ourselves, and looking for purposeful ways to grow are all part of becoming who we were created to be. You never know who you are until you're forced to be someone you're not. Having deep conversations and connecting with people can't always make us grow, but it makes us human. We all want the same things in life. We want to be loved and accepted. We want to be wanted by someone. And for the moment in time when your soul links with another, we have that peace and we have that connection. We crave that secure feeling that is only understood by someone who is bonded to our heart. Challenging ourselves does not have to be extreme, but it should make us uncomfortable. Doing things the way we've always done them leads to mundane similarity. And having difficult conversations does not have to be painful, but it connects us on a deeper level to the people we care about. When we can understand the people around us, it gives us a fresh perspective on the world. We have a keen and profound knowledge of how people think, what gives them purpose, and what is at the core of their spirit. We can see them in the way they see themselves. We aren't viewing them through a filter of our own creation. We are seeing their souls. When we connect with people in the world around us, we are truly living a purposeful life full of potential. We may love to talk about ourselves, but what are we saying? Are we communicating truth and honesty? Or are we trying to fill people's minds with who we want them to think we are? Are we pulling out that pocket speech of pre-planned things to say? Our accomplishments, our notable qualities that we want to show off? Or are we genuine, uplifting, and real? Speaking the truth isn't always easy, but doing the right thing almost never is. That is as far as I got on that. And why I wrote it did not occur to me until today when I realized that speaking truth is so hard for everyone. You may think that, oh, I'm just naturally honest. Oh, I just always say the truth. I have no filter. I just say what comes to mind. And I thought I was that way until I realized I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. I was trying to prove to myself that I was worthy. I was trying to prove to myself that I was so much better than whatever bar I had set. But why did I set that bar? Because I'm always trying to be better than what I think I am. There's definitely a fine line between holding yourself accountable and beating yourself up. And that's a really, really teeny tiny place. And you always want to be your biggest cheerleader, right? You want to say, I can do this. I've got this. I got this. And then the other part of you is like, you stupid son of a bitch. 
you don't got this. You are a miserable failure. And you're not. And it's finding that place of going, okay, hey, you know what? We need to be better. We need to try harder or we need to fix this. And being real with yourself and being real with other people. And I don't think I was being totally real with myself. I think that I had gotten to a place where I was saying, hey, I'm great. I'm fine. I'm working on myself. I'm doing all these things. I'm moving forward in my life. But I wasn't working at that foundational level where I had to come back to the core of me. And by the core, I mean knowing your self-worth. And if you don't know your value, you can't grow from anywhere. You need to know it and grow it because that self-worth is so important. And I really feel like a lot of people don't truly have that self-worth. And I just, I don't know why it's hard for us to accept ourselves. I don't think I have anything smart to say about that because I'm really struggling with it. You know, in relationships, I found that I love the chase. I like to be the chaser. I don't love it. No, but I like doing it because it makes me feel like I might be good enough. And if I keep pursuing, maybe they'll think I'm good enough. And the problem is, it shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't feel like I have to work for someone else to find my value. It's not like I'm going to sit back and say, what do you think about me? I always want to be the best version of myself. I always want to try and be better. I truly, truly believe that if you're not purposely growing in your life, if you're not looking for ways to mature, expand your horizons, you're stagnant. And a stagnant life is one that's just obviously not going anywhere. And if you're stagnant, you're not fulfilling your purpose. And quite often I hear people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is, or this is my, this is my purpose in life. This is my one thing. I don't think we have one purpose. I think that you have several purposes throughout your life because your life changes as you grow. I'm certainly not who I was a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. So how can I only have one purpose? I'm doing things through my life that change and they grow and they help different people as I change and grow. And so if you're stagnant and you're not trying to grow, well, then what are you really doing? When it comes time to find a partner and people say, well, I'm looking for this, this, that, and whatever. How about you make a list of all the things that are important to you in a partner and then you be that person. Be the person that you're looking for because I bet and chances are that you're not because I wasn't. I thought that I was doing great and I thought that I was so mature and you can always grow and you can always change. And I wasn't being the person that I was looking for. 
And that's not fair. Love is always a choice. And for people that say, well, there's my, I only have one soulmate. If you're believing in predestined love, then is that really a choice? I mean, you can choose whether or not you want to work with someone. You can choose whether or not you want to make it work with them to a certain extent. I didn't choose that anymore for my life. My choosing was done and I was over because I couldn't live under those circumstances any longer. And maybe there will be a time on this podcast when I dive into the depths of what exactly those were with my divorce, but I wasn't happy and he wasn't happy. And that's not fair. That's not fair for anyone to be in a life where you're just existing. There's no love and there's no passion and there's not two people who are working together to find that best version of themselves. You know, I, a relationship to me is not 50-50. It's not a two-way street. It's, you know, some days I give 70 and some days he gives 10 and sometimes it's a hundred and a hundred and you're always, you you have off days and you're working. You should always try and do your best, obviously, but we have days where you just don't feel it. You know, in those days, your partner needs to understand like, Hey, this person's kind of checked out. So what can we do to help you? How can we make it better? And it's a choice and you choose to be the best version of yourself, an independent person, and they are the best version of themselves, an independent person, and you meet in the middle. And as a relationship, you're constantly working and striving towards success for each other and yourselves. And I realized recently that if I don't put myself First, I can't put my partner first. And I'm not talking about putting my partner on a pedestal. I'm talking about making them a priority in my life. And if I don't take care of myself, if I don't make sure that I am mentally healthy, if I am physically healthy, if I am working on myself, how can I be there for them? I can't support them. I can't support someone if I'm not taking care of myself and I have to do that first. And so much of my life, I've watched people around me become absolute and total doormats for their spouses or their partners. And they say, I'm a very giving person. I want to give my all to my partner. I want to do this for them to help them succeed. It's my job. It's my role in this relationship. It's not your role to roll over and be that doormat. It is your job to support them. But where is their support for you? You need to find your self-worth and to stand up and say, we do this as a team. And for me, that self-worth is still hard to find. And I don't know why. But I'm working at it. 
and I'm working really hard to remember my value because without that value, I will never be happy. You cannot make other people happy unless you're happy with yourself. And I do truly struggle with that. And so let's learn together. Let's go on an adventure and let's explore and let's figure out this self-worth because it's important. It is so important to me that everyone feels valued because we are all so special. We're all so unique and we have a lot going for us. I have a ton going for me. I know that. I know I am not average. I am not like a lot of women. And I'm so proud of that. It's not something I go out of my way for. It's who I am. I like taking care of people. I like being empathetic. I like finding strangers and learning about their lives. I like that. And I'm not going to change. And I don't have to change because that's who I am. But what value do I hold in that? I go out of my way to make people happy. I will drive to the ends of the earth to bring someone lunch. I will do anything for people because to find that joy in someone, to see them smile because I did something for them makes me happy and not in like a martyr way. It truly makes me happy. But the flip side is what do I get? And I don't want to say, well, I do things just to get stuff back. But if I'm giving, 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 giving all the time, there's nothing left. And I'm exhausted. For what? So you have to surround your pe- yourself with people who have that balance. It's kind of like finding those positive friends, right? If you surround yourself with negative people, you feel negative. If you surround yourself with positive people, you feel positive. So everything must be due to environment, right? So if you are in a positive environment where you are feeling your best, you know you're in a great place. If you're in a negative place where you feel down, where you feel depressed, where you're stressed, you have anxiety, that's a bad place. And we need to change it. Drastic changes are scary. Change is scary. Who likes change? I like change, but most people don't like change. We fear the unknown. And there's a quote, I don't know who it's by, um, but it says, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And I think that that is one of the most true things that I've ever heard. Because as humans, we don't want to do what we fear. And that's the unknown. Because the unknown is scary. Bad things can happen to us. We don't know. It's like, why do people go to McDonald's? Right? Because it's good? No, it's disgusting. But when you go to McDonald's, you know what you're going to get every single time. No matter which location you're at, if you order, I don't know a McDonald's sandwich. Um, If you order a cheeseburger, you're going to get a cheeseburger, the same one every single time. And so people go there because they know what to expect. It's safe. It's easy. 
right? You know where the door is, you know how to get in, you know they have bathrooms, like everything is safe. And so what if you did something different? Scary. We don't want to do the scary thing because it could be bad. But why? I like the unknown. I like jumping into something new with both feet. <laughs> I, I like taking the risks, but that's me. And you know what? I've taken a shit ton of risks in my life and I have landed in some really shitty spots and I have landed in some really good ones. And without the risks, there is no reward. None. And you have to do those challenging things and put yourself out there. And if nothing comes of it, guess what? You're proud of yourself because you did something. You did something brave. And that adds to your self-worth. Look at us. We're figuring it out. So I want you to find a situation that scares you. And I mean like not a bad thing. Let's, let's please use common sense here, but find a situation, something that maybe there's someone that you haven't talked to and just talk to them. Say hi. It's so scary, but it's so fun because you know what? They might talk back to you and then it's even more scary, but you might get a great conversation out of it and you don't know until you try. I'll give you an example. So in 2000 and let's say seven, because it was a really long time ago, I was working as a flight attendant for a very small airline in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I had just worked a very long shift. This, this airline was small. They did a lot of just like regional stuff. And a couple of flights that went over to California and from North Carolina to California is very far. And I believe that that was the leg that I was on that day. And so I was exhausted. I'd been at the airport since like 2.30 that morning. And it was a one day thing. I was done for the day and I was leaving. And I saw this girl crying in the terminal. Now by a girl. Let's back up. This young lady was probably the most beautiful creature I had ever seen. She had perfect blonde hair, the most ginormous doe eyes. I mean, this girl was stunning. Cheekbones for day. I mean, like just, she was scary to me because she was, she was intimidating, right? And so I see her, she's crying in the terminal, she's on the phone, I want to get the hell out of there. And I'm like, oh man, she's awkward, sucks to be her. And then I, I stopped and I thought, why is she crying? And I turned around and I walked back and I said, are you okay? And she looks at me and I'm in my uniform and she starts sobbing. Like just, she's like, my fiance was supposed to meet me at whatever location. I haven't seen him in a year. He's in the Marines and they won't let me on the flight. 
and it was for the airline that I worked for. And I said, why won't they let you on? She's like, there's a huge accident on the freeway. I got delayed and they won't let me. They closed the gate. And I'm like, well, I, I know that that plane is still here. They have not sealed the doors yet. I just was on it. Um, let me see what I can do. And so I ran back there for whatever reason, cell phones, were they not that popular back then? I didn't think of using it. I don't have any idea, but I ran all the way back to the gate and I said, look, this girl's got to get on. Can we just like let her on? Is that okay? And they're like, well, it, it breaks policy. We can't let this girl on the plane. She should have been here an hour ago. And I'm like, well, she couldn't have been. There was just no way she's, if there was an accident, the freeway, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. Can we get her on the plane? Yes or no. And the, the lady who was working there, I'll never forget her. And she's like, honey, if you can get that girl up here in the next four minutes, she is on this plane. Okie dokie. And so I ran all the way back through the terminal. Praise the Lord that Greensboro is such a small terminal. This airport is rinky dink. Uh, if you've ever been to the Boise, Idaho airport, it's very small. Greensboro is like half of that. So very, very small. And so I run back to this girl and I'm like, okay, we got to go. I got to get you through security still. And as she's standing there, there's two really tall guys standing there. And they're like, are you getting on that flight? And I was like, well, I'm trying to get her on there. And they said, we're supposed to be on that flight too. There was an accident on the freeway. I said, I know, I know, I know. Accident on the freeway. I, I, I remember. Just come with me. And so I have these three people now. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope when I get up to the gate that this woman isn't like, you told me one person and one person is now three people. Okay. I said, well, we're about them when we get there. So let's get their security. And so, of course, I have my uniform on and I kind of usher them. I push them through security. I'm like, hey, they got to go. They got to go. Also, look at me. I have a badge and use my powers for good. I got them through security. We get all the way up to the gate and the older of the two gentlemen, who's a father and son, he said, uh, are you religious? And I said, um, I mean, no, not, not terribly. No, I guess maybe I don't know. I'm like, why are you asking me this? Get on the plane. And he said, my father-in-law is Billy Graham, the super duper famous evangelist. I said, believe me, I know who Billy Graham is. And he's like, I would love to give you something um, from my wife, who's his daughter, and I'll send you her book and I'll have you sign it or have her sign it for you. And I thought, I didn't do this for a reward. In fact, that had never even crossed my mind. And so here I was like scribbling down my address really quick for this guy because they're supposed to be getting on the airplane and the lady at the gates looking at me like, mm-hmm, oopsies. So I scribble my address and I give it to this guy and he did. He sent me a book that his wife wrote, who was Ann Graham Lotz, and she signed it. And every time I think that story, I almost surprise myself because why did I stop and talk to this girl who was crying? I was fucking tired. 
I wanted to go home. There was no part of me that wanted to stay at the airport for another almost hour dealing with this. I just, I don't know why I did it. And I'm so proud of myself. And now to this day, if there's an instance, I mean, I don't stop for every crying person, but we're all humans. We're all trying to get through life. We're all trying to get through our day. We all have shit going on. And the only way that we're ever going to get through it is when other people help us. Because I'll be damned if anyone does anything by themselves. We all have help. We all need help. Humans were not meant to live alone. We were not meant to do everything alone. I think there is power in being alone and there is a power in independence but there's also a huge power in humility and asking for help. And then on the flip side of that is the people who are giving help need to give help that is appropriate for the person who's receiving it. If it is not the kind of help that they want, you can't push it on them because that's not helping them. That's you pushing your own agenda to try and help them. So it's communication. It's a two-way street of communication of people who have humility and can accept the help and the people who are empathetic and willing to give it and then figure out how you can work together because that is how we get through life. So now, when we talk about ourselves, what are we saying? Are we communicating? Are we sharing with other people what's on our hearts and our minds? Are we letting people know who we really are inside? Because who we are is going to change every day. And it's going to grow. And we're going to become that person that we were destined to be. But you have to do it purposefully, consciously, every day looking for things looking for people and I want so badly for all of us to find that there's no reason why we can't go out there every single day living our very best lives living every single day with purpose like it's our last day because guess what someday it will be And I'm sure as shit not going to sit there at the end of my life and go, wow, I really wish that I spent more time on my phone. I really wish I would have watched that show. I really wish that I would have spent more time cleaning my house or doing work. It's always going to be, I wish I spent more time with the people who matter to me. Because people are memories. And at the end of your life, The things that you're going to remember are the people. You're going to remember the good times and you're going to remember the bad times because people are the source of our memories. So now, when you talk about yourself, what are you saying? Are you talking to hear yourself or are you asking questions and listening to understand? I encourage you guys go out there today 
make a new friend and let me know how it goes.